Good day, everybody, and welcome to the Vittles and Vitals podcast, where we talk about important stuff and how that stuff connects to food, because everything connects to food. I'm Jay Reed. I'm the father. And I'm Jacob Reed, the son. And we're your hosts. And Jacob, you are the son, and we are soon to have a daughter-in-law. So tell us what is the countdown to wedded bliss? So the countdown to wedded bliss, uh, as of the date of recording, is 13 days. Uh, as of day of dropping of the episode, it's 12 days. So it is. we are sub two weeks. It is wild. Um, got to see her this weekend and her family. Got to put away all the wedding gifts and a lot of her clothes and stuff. So we're, it feels super real right now because my bedspread has changed and there is heart on the wall <laughs> that I did not know we had. So, and a mug rack. You have a big mug rack. Yes, we have, I think, 50 mugs on our wall now. I was going to say, if you want to send a wedding it. gift to Jacob and Lindsay, mugs are probably not on the top of the list as far as what they need. They are, they are not quite at the top of the list of what we need. Uh, I'm not really sure what we need right now. That's more of a, a Lindsay question. And um, she's got this mind that's full of exactly everything that we need. I have survived off one pan, one pot <laughs> and one knife for the last three months. So yeah, that will be nice. Everything will be new and fun. And, and you have a few things here. I'm not sure exactly what's what, um, uh, I just know that right now in our, in our hallway are two boxes that have a suit for me and a suit for you. There's gifts on the counter. There's a package of fancy socks that arrived yesterday, which I have not opened. I didn't want to spoil any surprises. Well, but, you know uh, what the socks are. Well, I more or less, I more or less know what they are. But uh, would you like to tell us what they are just for funsies? Just for funsies. So I am a good, I would say I'm a pretty large Star Wars fan. So I bought a, a pack of Star Wars socks and each of my groomsmen uh, and both the fathers, and I think I have enough for the ring bearer as well, will all wear matching or very close to matching Star Wars socks. Did you order a smaller pair for the ring bearer, or are you gonna, is it going to be up to his thighs? <laughs> we uh, ongoing, ongo ongoing conversation. I'm trying to see how much a pair of Baby Yoda socks costs, so gotcha. to be... To be found or to be discovered okay. at a later date. Gotcha. Okay. I think that's a good plan. Now, I know that music. I know those drum beats, but usually the drum beats are at the end of the episode. So what's up? Well, looking at going into the holiday season. So as of recording, we're about two weeks away from most people's Thanksgiving's break. Uh, and then after that, you know, three weeks later, or for some people a week later, Christmas break starts. Um, for me mm -hmm. in seminary, we have like 17 weeks of Christmas break or something insane like that. It's not quite that long, but it it's, it's a month and a half. It's, it's nice pretty long. We can get it. Yeah. So, you know, a lot of people, we've had some pretty long breaks in quarantine, but the holiday seasons are coming up. So people are getting more break. So we thought it would just be a, a fun episode to just drop kind of an extended favorites episode, just kind of some recommendations of things that we are enjoying or have enjoyed that people can try during the holiday season. So it's going to be 
hopefully a little bit colder outside. You'll be inside more. So maybe try something new that you haven't tried before. So a full flavored episode. I think that's a good idea. Yeah. And the whole outside thing, it got cold here in Mississippi for about a week. And today I'm wearing shorts again. So we'll see how that goes. Your mom is very upset about the warm temperatures. She's ready for winter. I, I think fall is gone. It, it's just skipped it. We're back to summer. Sort of. <laughs> it's been wild. But it's Mississippi for you. Hey, and, that's also North Carolina for you. Because I figured I would get more seasons up here. But it's going to be 85 or 80 degrees tomorrow. So we Oh, just- goodness. Yeah, pretty much the same thing. So so let's start. I, I thought similar similarly to you about you know a lot of people have been home during the whole virus deal and quarantining and this and that and so people have been binge watching and things all of a sudden but but really there's no shortage of content you may have been you may have watched all the shows that, that that are famous but there's plenty of content out there so if you've already you know if you're looking for something new to watch we're going to give you some ideas so what's your what's your first one jacob so my first show and this one is one that requires a lot of dedication to. It's a show called Star Wars The Clone Wars. It is available on Disney+. Plus. So for our older and wiser people out there who may be listening, you you have to be a Star Wars fan to love this show. But it it's an animated show, so some people have a little hesitation coming to that. But I can say that this is one of the best things that Star Wars has put out. And it basically is just a timeline of, you know, in between the second movie and the third movie, all the battles that happened in between and like just it weaves in all these cool storylines. And we have Obi-Wan, Anakin, Amidala, um, Jar Jar Binks occasionally. So it's all these characters. But the coolest thing that they add is clones. So the clones are expanded and they have personalities. They have, you know, they you get to see their lives experience. They have good days, bad days. So it's a really cool show that adds a lot of lore to just the Star Wars universe in, in total because it's canon. I was going to say that is considered canon, right? Yes, it is consi- considered canon. So it's just a really great show. Um, you kind of see different aspects of characters that you know and love. So like Obi-Wan, you know, you see him develop from the second movie to the third movie and they try to keep it within the canon of the the movies as well so it's like a really good adjustment and they just added the seventh season which is incredible they did a, a sage of mandalore episode so it was four episodes and they were incredible some of the best animation i think that has ever been so it's really really good that's impressive so tell me this because my my recommendation is also disney plus also star wars related and that would be the mandalorian which just began the second season i think it's only two episodes in so that one is connected to this right isn't there some aren't there some things out of clone wars that are kind of coming into season two of mandalorian yes there's things that are even from season one so okay uh, for those listening at home if you have not seen mandalorian season one and you plan to please pause or skip or whatever because there will be spoilers spoilers um, but the first thing with uh, the Mandalorian, you know, that scene where he is a young boy, it's like season uh, episode eight. You know, he's the little boy and the thing opens up and the robot, the superior battle droid is about to shoot him. And then the blue Mandalorian comes and shoots him. Right. You know what scene I'm talking about? Yeah. So that was a huge fan service scene because when you saw him, they had this little emblem on their side. It was like this white, almost like three prong thing. 
And that's from the Clone Wars because the Mandalorians that save him are a thing called Death Watch. Okay. So they're part of the Clone Wars. There's a bunch of episodes that involve Death Watch, but they're essentially Mandalorians that want to go back to the old ways of Mandalore. So that's kind of where I think a lot of the people are, a lot of what makes Mandalorian, Mandalorian, you know, not taking off his helmet and stuff like that is kind of like a extreme version of Death Watch, which was already an extreme version of Mandalore. Because in the Clone Wars, they're trying to be a peaceful people, but there's some Mandalorians that don't want to go back to a peaceful or don't want to go to a peaceful way. They want to go back to the warriors that they were. Okay. So for those of you who are seriously into Star Wars and and know when I say something is canon, you actually know what that means because I didn't until (laughs) recently. But um, the Mandalorian, just as a show, it does require a little bit of Star Wars knowledge in the sense that, you know, it makes more sense. Uh, when you kind of recognize some of the characters and some of the settings, but overall, it's just a very well done show. The, I mean, the even to the graphics at the end during the credits. I mean, it's just a a well done. These all kinds of, uh, I mean, the special effects are amazing, and John Favreau is is involved in, with that, and it's just a good show. And his family. I mean, it's there's there's violence. People get shot uh, with lasers and such, and the episode i watched this week involved a giant crate dragon or something like that oh wait Um, never mind i saw that one i haven't seen the newest one okay yeah i haven't seen the second one either so we're in good shape um but anyway it's just a good show and of course if you have not heard of baby yoda then you know what rock have you been living under Mm -hmm. even if you didn't know who it was you you've seen it or the child or whatever so anyway mandalorian super good show um highly recommend and if you've been you know if you, uh, a lot of people have heard of it, but haven't watched it. So, but be sure and watch the first season before. you. All right. So those are some really great uh, show recommendations, but you know, there's some people that like the shows of the mind and like to read what they're imagining. So dad, do you have any uh, show of the mind? (laughs) I know. Uh, Do you have any book recommendations for our listeners? Well, I do during the holidays is when I really got to get catch up on my reading this year. I'm so behind. I'm sure you're ahead of me, especially reading all those seminary books. 50 but, books uh, already. Oh 50 God. 50 books for the semester. Yeah, you, you're killing me. Uh, but I, I think I'm just, it's not so much a, a books that, uh, that I'd recommend, but a series. I mean, I just love to read. Uh, John Grisham's got a new book out now that is, um, gosh, I didn't write it down, but it's a continuation of the characters and follows after the story of a time to kill. It's a time to something. And oh. I apologize for not having that. That was um, his first novel, right? A time to kill was the first one. Yeah. So making full circle now. Yeah. So I'll come up with it in a second, but um, it's, it's a new book. I haven't read it yet, um, but we do own it. And <laughs> it's, it is going to be read soon, but I, I catch up. I mean, that's what I do when I go to Christmas, if we go out of town, I mean, usually I go to the library and have like four or five novels that I'll take with me and I don't usually get them all read, but, but, um, but I, that's my time to read, but you try your this best. year. Yeah. So I'm looking out. I, I think this didn't come out till April, but John Acuff is one of my favorite authors. He's got a new book coming out called soundtracks, which is uh, a book about overthinking. And mm-hmm. I certainly need that advice, but he has all kinds of other things, start and quitter and finish and do over. Um, Pretty much anything he writes, I have, I have read pretty quickly. 
Um, another favorite author is Calvin Trillin, and I maybe have mentioned him before. I love his food writing. He was a travel writer, uh, still is for New Yorker magazine. Um, but he probably influenced me more than almost anybody else as far as my own food writing. Um, in so many different ways. So, and it's just enjoyable. I just finished a book of his. It was just essentially a compilation of long, long form articles out of the New Yorker, uh, various stories. And just the way he, the way he tells a story, the way the, the twist and the turns it's it's just, he is one of my favorite writers. So anything by Calvin Trillin, anything by John Acuff, and no matter what you think about John Grisham, I mean, he is a prolific writer and, um, you know, not everything holds up the same, but it is, um, you know, if, if nothing else, read a time to kill and, and a time to whatever the next one is, I'm embarrassed, but his uh, check's still clear, regardless if the book is good or bad. So <laughs> I think he's True doing that. all right. Yep. So what about you? What you reading this season? Uh, so a time for mercy. I'm sorry. A time for mercy. A time for mercy. So one of the books that I always love to recommend to people, uh, this is my favorite novel, I would say, of all time. Uh, I read it once every couple of years, and I actually just finished reading it um, just a couple of weeks ago. Uh, but The Hobbit uh, by Tolkien, I think it's one of the, in my personal opinion, it is the perfect adventure novel because it just has just enough driving action to always keep you interested, but he also builds this beautiful world and uses um, great imagery uh, just to describe the world around you. And, you know, it, most people I've read it at least one point and I just love it. I try to read it every once every couple of years, wrote a book report about it in high school. Um, so that's one of my big ones. And then kind of on the almost the opposite end of the spectrum, uh, I actually have two more recommendations. Uh, keeping in with the nerdy recommendation, Ready Player One. That became, when I read it last year, became such a great, uh, quick, it's a very quick read um, just because it's so interesting and it's not written on a tough level. But basically, there was a movie that came out of it not too long ago, but this guy uh, has the opportunity to try to win essentially the leadership or ownership of an online video game that everybody pretty much is like VR, everybody's part of through a series of challenges. So it just kind of follows his journey through that. Um, and he's like a teenager. So it's, you know, deals with teenage drama and stuff like that. It's, it's super good, super interesting uh, for people that grew up in the eighties. Uh, it has a lot of Hello. callbacks to classic video games and stuff like that. So it's if you're a like new game Rick, nerd, kind of like Rick at Ralph two for adults. Yes. So essentially the same. And then my farthest out there recommendation, and this is from school reading, you have the chance i recommend you probably don't most people wouldn't want to actually order his book but there is a desert monk named pacomius uh and i actually just finished a biographical essay about him so i've read 11 different books about him um but he's just a really interesting character he kind of started uh the movement of moving desert hermits away from being alone to being like communities of monks like we see today. So it's very important. Um, but it's a really cool, just Orthodox, uh, Christian 
to read about. So I would recommend reading about Pacomius. Uh, just learn something new. It's a name that no, next to no one has ever heard of, unless you're in this studying this type of thing. But he's actually really interesting and it's got some really cool stories. So is it mostly books about him or are there books by him that you've also read? I, I have read his uh, translations of his works. So he's an Egyptian Egyptian Coptic. Okay. So he doesn't write in English, but I've read a couple of his trans. I've read translations of translations of him. Okay. But so it's called uh, the Pacomian. Just look up the Pacomian rule and you can probably find a copy. Okay, so so far we have the Mandalorian and we had the Pacomian. And what about music? What music are you listening to these days? Okay. Or so that you would is, recommend. So this is for all my students out there. My new, and I've been listening to this since uh, senior year of engineering school, but my go-to study music is video game lo-fi remixes. So for those at home, lo-fi means essentially means like low quality. So the music has kind of like a rustle, like an old like tape or a CD that's kind of a little bit scratched, but it's it's designed to be part of the experience. Uh, a good recommendation is on Spotify or Apple Music is called Game Chops. It's a company that does um, these remixes and they have different, I guess, DJs that remix them. So a really good one is they take like a bunch of classic Mario songs and remix them. So they're really good. But the Legend of Zelda ones are always the best. Huh. I probably wouldn't know all the songs, but I think it'd be fun to, to listen to. There's there's enough of them that you would be familiar with if you've listened to any sort of like Mario or Legend of Zelda game that you would recognize. So you listen to this while you're studying. Does it, does it make you want to play games instead of studying? It actually doesn't because the music is just, I mean, it does make me want to play games, but <laughs> I don't have a switch, so I don't really You want play. to play a game? <laughs> oh, wow. That's a little creepy. Throwback. <laughs> yeah, that is a throwback. But I don't have a switch or anything, so when I'm listening to the Zelda music, it's not like I can just pick up my switch or something and play a Zelda game. So, gotcha. Okay. It, it's just good background and like, there's a lot of studies that video game music is designed to like make you focus more. Really? Mm-hmm. Because well, it's designed to designed to immerse you into a game without distracting you too much that you can't focus. Cool. Okay. Well, maybe this, maybe we should all listen to that at work. Mm. And then music that I'm listening to for like lyrics. Um, today I found out and I'm going to listen to this more. Uh, the church that I've been going to faith Baptist church, their worship team has a bunch of like original music that they put out. So the band is called 21 days. And there's some like really good worship songs on there. So highly recommend checking them out. You should are they be on the Spotify. They are on the Spotify. Okay. So uh, recommendations that I would give is, let me just make sure I'm telling this correctly. One second for those at home. Uh, be glorified parentheses. Our privilege is a great first listen but they have dropped several albums so they're wow. all pretty solid i will look that up myself so i have learned well i learned recently uh, just a quick thing as far as 
during the holidays, people travel. Thanksgiving, people travel. And, you know, sometimes I'll actually break out my old CDs and put them in the car just to listen to stuff that I haven't listened to in a while. And I love always to listen to the soundtrack to Les Mis, Les Miserables, the musical. I mean, I can pretty much sing along with it. It's rousing. It's, you know, makes your heart stir. Uh, so if you are into musicals at all, now I've, I've also kind of been listening to the Sirius XM. I think it's 72, the Broadway tunes um, for huh. fun too. But, but Les Mis, a uh, fan of the opera. I think I have cats. I don't, I don't have a lot, but, but those I listen to on the regular, especially Les Mis. I, it's just a exciting uh, kind of music. But <clears throat> as far as, um, there's two new things that have just recently come out and I've just barely started listening. I haven't listened to country music in a while, but I, you know, I still enjoy it. A friend of mine, uh, by the name of Mike Hamilton, his son, Jaden has apparently got, um, really hot on TikTok, and he's a country singer. Um, quite young. I don't know how old Jaden is, but, uh, I just know the last time I saw him, he was, you know, probably under 10, but, um, anyway, he's apparently a big deal. Now I've listened to a couple of songs on YouTube and I'm not on the TikTok, but, um, thank anyway, God. Anyway. <laughs> um, so Jaden Hamilton, if you it's, and it's just like pure country. I mean, it's, it's kind of, you know, I don't want to categorize it, but it reminds me a little bit of the old school country. Just, I don't know even how to describe it, but it's, it's not quite George Strait, not, not quite that far back. But still, he's, you know, very young looking and, and has that voice. But uh, it's very it, it, if you're into classic country, you know, and I'm, I'm not talking about George Jones, classic country. But um, anyway, Jaden Hamilton, check it out. See what you think. And also when I was gosh, when I was your age, Jacob, I was really into Striper, the Christian rock you know, like heavy metal band. They have a They're new still album and music. They have I a know. new album called, uh, even the devil believes, I believe that's the name of it. So I've been listening to that on my morning walks every now and then I couldn't believe it, that they were back. No, it's not. So if you're, if you're of my generation and remember striper, I remember when, um, I was living with Daryl Herring, my roommate of several years and still good friend. He, um, he and I would, you know, that was back in the day when we listened to the radio and there was Christian radio there, or there was a Christian radio uh, show on Sunday mornings and you could call in and win tickets, you know, that kind of stuff. So I, I had called in and won tickets to the Striper concert in Memphis and uh, he decided he wanted to go. So we just waited until the next contest and he called in and <laughs> he won tickets like nobody was listening but us. <laughs> like, nice. But we saw Striper in Memphis and it was it was awesome. So yeah. I still have the Striper's greatest hits CD you gave me years ago in my car. Awesome. It's still in the CD player. So the other day I hit the CD player and me and my buddy were listening to Striper. So that was a fun. In the theme of listening, Dad... Some people like more of a long form of listening experiences. What podcasts do you have for us? Well, I'm going to have to be completely uh, self-serving here. I know some of you know that before Jacob and I started doing this, I was already co-hosting another podcast, which I'm still involved in. We are just a couple episodes away from recording our 100th episode. So if you understood what Jacob and I were saying in the beginning about all the star Wars stuff and uh, into Marvel and anything geeky nerdy, then guys of a certain age is uh, another podcast you might enjoy. If you can 
you know, can handle a little bit more of my voice, but not a whole lot of more of my voice. But anyway, guys of a certain age uh, is one that I'm involved in. Some that I listen to blockbuster season one, again, the same genre uh, blockbuster is kind of a, it's, it's a, it's not fictionalized, but it's more of a story told with actors about uh, Steven Spielberg and George Lucas. And it, it's fascinating to hear sort of their early years, but it's kind of told through their voice. Um, I mean, through actors, but, but still through their voice. Um, you and I have enjoyed listening to cat lick. So if you're into, um, sort of history and, you know, racial issues around Atlanta is where it's kind of based. That was fascinating. Um, and then on the more serious side, I've, I've been listening to things as we just finished the election this week. And, um, Prior to that, I was listening to something called Prophetic Politics, which is two or three different guys, but the primary one is a name that I will probably butcher, Dabiti uh, Anyabwele. Did I get that close? I couldn't tell you. Anyway, Prophetic Politics, if you're interested in kind of, there's, I mean, there's a lot of podcasts that are doing this now that I've been looking, but this one in particular, they've talked about the Supreme Court. They've talked about all sorts of other things. Um, just from a Christian worldview, um, things that are going on in our world that are important to know about. So that's, I know that's a lot to throw at you, but what about you? What are you listening to? Well, first things first, Rob and or Art, if you're listening to this episode, I'm still waiting for my invitation for Sons of a Certain Age episode. Um, please see previous episodes as my resume. Thank you. Um, <laughs> as far as podcasts that I'm listening to, uh, my first recommendation, and this is my favorite podcast of all time. It's called the happy rant podcast. So it is three reformed guys making fun of reformed culture. Uh, but they can, they have permission to do so because they are reformed. So it's just really funny. They just make fun of Christians and silly things Christians do. And then, uh, one of them, his name is Barnabas Piper. His dad is John Piper, the famous preacher. So they ask questions about like, what would John Piper think about this? There's an episode about how John Piper would probably sell office furniture if he had a side of hustle. So just silly things like that. Great guys, great podcast. Uh, just a lot of fun to listen to. But uh, the other podcast that I've really gotten into is called Luther in Real Time. Uh, for those at home, I am in seminary, so I'm just surrounded uh, by learning about christian history and stuff like that and also my one of my professors is a expert in the reformation so naturally uh became interested so lutheran real time is a podcast where on very important days of luther's life they drop podcast episodes so there's not a it's not on every monday it's like very random when they drop episodes and they just kind of explain what is going on in luther's life what's going around on in the world around him and they have voice actors to play different characters so hmm. luther has a legitimate german accent and then like the narrator's british so it's just a really immersive experience it's very well produced uh they put a lot of money into it so it's just really interesting and they're really short they're only about 10 minutes long so it's not a very long listen to catch up Okay. I'll definitely check that one out. The thing about podcasts I've discovered is they're so, I mean, obviously there's a lot of them out there and a lot I want to listen to. It's a good thing I commute to work. <laughs> so otherwise I would be missing out on a, a lot. So let's get to the food. We've got, I mean, we could go on and on, but uh, 
you know, we got to eat. So it's in, during the holidays, is there something that you really got to have or look forward to or recommend? Yes, I measure my holiday experiences to three food groups, the stuffing, the eggnog, and the Chex Mix. So each of those three foods uh, bring in a different level of the holidays to me. So Thanksgiving, you know, I live for cornbread stuffing. Um, I think or, perhaps me, you mean cornbread dressing. I do. I just said stuffing and I have meant <laughs> dressing the entire time. Grand, forgive me. I know not what I do. I have sinned before you. Well, I love dressing. Stuffing is dangerous. Do not eat stuffing. We believe in dressing in this family. I repent of my sins. and I Please go in. listen to the Thanksgiving episode from last year. Yes. Sorry. I love dressing. I love cornbread dressing. Very excited about it. Not sure how that's going to look this year with uh, being on my honeymoon for Thanksgiving, but we shall see. And then eggnog. I wait for Barbara's eggnog to come out. That kind of brings in the Christmas season. See our Christmas episode from last year. See Christmas episode. And then Chex Mix. Grant's Chex Mix is the best. Uh, Grant, if you're listening to this Christmas time, please have ample supplies. And I will be a very happy newlywed at that time. So that's great. That's yeah, I was good. I had Chex Mix on my list too, because you can get it, you can buy it all year round, but I don't eat it all year round. I eat it at Christmas and I eat it by the handful. It is crazy how much I can put down when it is good. And when she makes it, it is good. Not to say that she's the only person that can make it, but pretty much hers is the standard, which I judge all others. Um, some other things that I have to have, I have to have at least one box of fudge covered white fudge covered oreos which are already on the shelves right now we it's a collective we have fudge we we well that's true because i don't really need to have the uh the whole box um i really i I just wrote an article about this so i don't want to spoil it for all you readers of ink drink mississippi magazine um but the thing the the flavor combination that i look forward to it's kind of like the pumpkin spice of Thanksgiving in the fall is the chocolate and peppermint. So things Mm. come in, things new sweets come out in the chocolate peppermint uh, genre. Um, I'm actually today going to check out uh, a couple of different stores um, supposedly, because I follow all these food guys on, on Instagram and there's supposedly an Oreo bark that's out this year. And it's some, one of the flavors has got little bits of peppermint in it. So I'm looking forward to that. And what, what thing that was the best Oreo too? The peppermint. The Oreo- oh yeah, yeah. I don't think and, they do that anymore. No, they don't. You can you can get them something similar from Trader Joe's, or you could uh, a couple of years ago. I haven't ordered them recently, but yeah, the the chocolate cookie with the peppermint cream with little bits of peppermint in it is the bomb.com. Hmm. So we'll be looking for those. Um, the other things I've noticed, I'm uh, following these guys on Instagram. Supposedly there is a sugar cookie flavored M&M that's supposed to be out. I'm going to go search for that today. I did see that one. And there is a Reese's cup with pretzel bits inside it. I am intrigued. I am going to be looking for that. So I'll I'll have to update you later. And then as far as something to make, um, we were going to do this. Your sister was home last weekend for Halloween and we had plans to do this and things just got busy. But one of the things we're going to miss this year that we usually have at Dollywood uh, when we go to Gatlinburg with the fam 
is the cinnamon bread from the the mill bakery or something like that. So, so good. So I found a recipe, like the recipe. It's supposed to be the actual recipe for the Dollywood cinnamon bread online. So I have everything I need to make that, and I'm hoping to give that a shot and see how many thousands of calories I can consume in one sitting. Well, that's good to know. And maybe you should trust that before Christmas because I will probably be in town for like two weeks during Christmas so we can practice some more. Well, maybe give it a test in Thanksgiving and then we'll see how Christmas goes. So. Yeah, we shall. Uh, my final recommendation before we wrap up this episode is if you are hankering to try to make your own pizza, you know, you're feeling like some comfort food. May I recommend the pan pizza episode from Binging with Babish on YouTube? Uh, it's a it's called Basics with Babish. He just basically teaches you how to cook food, and it is an incredibly easy recipe. You pretty much mix your flour, your water, your yeast, and then you let it sit for 24 hours, and it does the kneading for you, and it makes a very yeasty and delicious pizza crust, especially if you cook it in a cast iron skillet. I ate. Mm. I had a buddy over, and we demolished two ver- two 10-inch pizzas, so they are <laughs> delicious, and I highly recommend them. Okay, well, none of you'd be sending me that recipe because I... Uh... Love my pizza. I know you do. I inherited that from you. All right. Well, thanks so much for listening, everybody. If you've enjoyed it and think others might enjoy this podcast as well, please share. Please give ratings and reviews on Apple Podcasts or whatever platform you found us. And they are legion. So you can find us on the worldwide interweb at Vittle Vital Pod on Instagram and Twitter. Vittles and Vitals Podcast on Facebook. And we would love to hear from you if you have an idea of something you'd like to hear us cover, shoot us a DM. And remember, if it's vital, look for the vittles. <laughs>